Oh yeah. It's good to start with some rock music in the morning. I like it. Good morning. Welcome to the show, Coffee Time with Marie Teresa CPA. Good morning. Good morning, Pedro. Good morning, Marie. Good morning, everybody. This is a good way to start. We want energy. We want lots of energy. Exactly. During these times, you know. Uh, <laughs> exactly. So welcome, uh, welcome uh, to, to our listeners, our viewers. Uh, hope you had a, a great Fourth of July weekend last week and a great uh, week this week. Uh, thanks for those of you who are returning to our show. We love having you here. For those of you who are new, give us a thumbs up or hands up in the comments so we know you are new and we welcome you with open hearts. Um, of course, I always encourage you to go ahead and like, subscribe uh, the channel uh, that you are watching us on. We go live every Thursday at 10 a.m. on uh, Facebook, uh, LinkedIn, and YouTube. So go ahead, click like, subscribe, the bell, all of that stuff. And also don't forget to share, you know, don't keep it to yourself. Share with others so they can also learn. Other entrepreneurs can also learn from us and they can implement those strategies that we're sharing into their business. Uh, a quick intro. I am your host, Marie Tarosian. Uh, I'm a CFO, an auditor, a certified public accountant, and a chartered global management accountant. I use my proprietary and registered methodology, Valuation MT, to help businesses that reach their first million to 10x their profits. And I've actually just finished an ebook based on that methodology, and I'll be releasing it shortly uh, in the next week or so. So just uh, if you want to be on the waiting list, you can go ahead and su submit your contact information on www.theprofitlab.biz. Uh, you can put it right into the, uh, the contact thing, uh, that little box. Um, so I'm also a Grand Cardone licensee, and I coach businesses in sales, marketing, and money mindset. Um, author of two books, uh, The Complete Guide to Business Growth and uh, The Business Owner's Guide to Operational Accounting. I'll also put in the banner and in the comments uh, those books as well so you can learn, read, learn, and implement into your business. So, of course, my guest every week is my uh, colleague, my friend, uh, Pedro Gonzalez, CPA. Pedro, great having you here today. And well, as always. It, it is a good day, a good sunny day here in South Florida. So welcome. Uh, good morning, uh, Marie. Uh, good morning, everybody. Pedro Gonzalez, uh, CPA, your business and tax strategist, helping uh, uh, businesses uh, with uh, cash flow. Uh, like I said many times, cash flow is the lifeblood of any business, regardless of yes. size and industry. And in today's environment, cash flow is definitely something that you must be uh, addressing. Number two, uh, we also uh, deal with uh, tax planning. And tax planning is is a way to minimize taxation and improve uh, your your business uh, and in your individual finances and wealth. Uh, taxation we have said many times erodes uh, your wealth. And nothing wrong with uh, looking for ways to minimize uh, taxation. And number three, uh, exit strategies. Uh, we all are going to exit. It just depends on how we're going to exit. So you know, starting now, looking into. Uh, ways to start devising your strategy so then when your exit comes you you're getting the most beneficial situation i have mentioned before i'm going to briefly mention that you know my my mm -hmm. ebook uh, that uh, we have uh, released uh, you know it's a, on uh, investment strategy for real estate investors 
Uh, if you're interested, there's some strategy in, the, in there that would apply not only to investors, but in general. So I would encourage you to, to download it. Uh, but with that said, I'll, I'll, I'll throw it back at you, Marie. Uh, let's, I, I, today we have a good topic, so I'm excited about it. Yeah, same here. Uh, by the way, guys, I have uh, Patriot's ebook, uh, um, you know, linked down there on the banner. So just go ahead and, and make sure to get that. Um, next time, maybe we should have an easier, like a, a, a read a read version so we can read it. So for those who are listening, it will be easier for them to go that get it true. as well. So, yeah, yes, we have to think of the listeners <laughs> as well. Yes, yes. Uh, <laughs> um, uh, okay, so... Um, so just a quick uh, summary before we start today's conversation is, you know, it, we have talked about tax planning. I, I, I'm glad you mentioned that as well. This is a great time to start thinking about some of the things that are happening in your life and what other things you are anticipating that will happen uh, and that would really help out in tax planning. And of course, you can reach out to us and we'll help you with that. Um, and we've talked about other uh, subjects such as employee tax retention. We've talked about motivation, discipline, goals, personal and uh, professional development. We've talked about IRS audits versus financial audits, financial analysis. So there's so much things we talked about. And specifically last week, we talked about uh, inventory management. That was very exciting. I don't know. I had a really great time talking about that last week. Yeah. Um, and then uh, today's conversation was a, actually a result of a question that came up and you know guys how we get super excited when we get questions coming in and this question uh was about you know 1099s so you may you may have heard us talk about it briefly or touched upon it in prior episodes if you if you've listened you've been listening in all this time but we haven't really covered in, in extreme you know in com completion so we're going to do it today so to start off let's kind of define pedro uh, you know, the, the, the 1099 forms, and I know there's different 1099 forms, and of course, yeah. the submission 1096 form, just to, you know, put out that definition out there from the IRS and the differences. Yeah, so I thought, you know, let, let's start with the general, like you said, let's yeah. start from there, and then we go to the specific uh, issues. But, you know, a, a, a 1099, uh, like uh, the way of uh, also like a W-2, is, is an information return. You know, uh, it is it is a required something that you need to be aware uh, for all businesses that there is a requirement to transmit this information, and you either you or your or professionals need to be aware of when is it required, when to file, and so on. Uh, there is uh, nowadays we have uh, the 1099 MISC, and which used to be kind of the traditional one. Now they added the NEC. The non-employee <laughs> compensation, typically, they the, too, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. So that typically, the 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 NEC is is the non-employee compensation. Usually, is is mostly used for professional services, uh, compensation to kind of your 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 uh, independent contractors. That's kind of the the best way to kind of and simplify it. I mean, there's other requirements, but just kind of kind of visualize non-employee compensation has to do with more like independent contractors. The uh, the right. miscellaneous everything else is miscellaneous, you know. And 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 people will be surprised that 1099 is not just for independent contractors. There's other requirements out there. I'm not gonna go through the whole list, but you know, just keep in mind that. You know, there is other requirements of where you might have to issue a 1099. It is an essential component of your uh, year-end uh, planning. 
it should be you know reviewed uh you should have uh, your your uh, accountants uh, bookkeepers go through the forms uh to also one of the tips that we encourage uh, our clients is that at the time of signing an independent contractor is to mm -hmm. have these forms including the w9 that is you right. know which you're going to need then to prepare your 1099 is better to do it at the time of signing instead of waiting until the end of the year to try to capture that information um right. and we'll address some of the other issues that we're going to discuss uh later but in general the most uh common types of these type of information returns are going to be which pertains to the topic today is going to be the w2 and 1099s um forms right right and then there's also the 1099 uh, DIV, which is for the dividends, correct? correct? Yeah. The dividends is a 1099 INT for interest. And then the INT. Mm -hmm. Correct. And then the 1096 is what we call the transmittal form. It, it, you know, kind of in the same concept of the W3 with, with the W2s, where basically the W9 needs to be attached to the group, even if it's one. You know, people wonder, you know, why, but you, that's that's a requirement. You know, you put the 1096 is, is uh, the 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 transmittal that capture all of the different form the totals. You know what I mean? So it's just telling the, the IRS I'm attaching one or a thousand of these uh, forms. Here's the total of the individual uh, forms that are part of this batch. Right, right, exactly. And then, uh, by the way, this could be done in hard copy, where you can request uh, hard copy documents from the IRS and they'll send it to you. Or you can do it via e-file on different platforms that provide it as a, you know, electronically to be submitted. Uh, there's also, let's say, I know QuickBooks does it as well, uh, where you can integrate everything. However, an asterisk there, they don't do corrections. <laughs> QuickBooks doesn't offer corrections. And we were going to talk about that too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, um, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. yeah. <laughs> but it's good to, you know, uh, it is a, it's a topic of uh, discussion because it does come up. I mean, it, it, this is not, it happens quite often, either we discover mistakes uh, internally, or uh, unfortunately, it, when you receive a notice, uh, from the IRS that either there's a mistake or you fail to file something. And, and that that's uh, uh, we'll be discussing that in a few minutes. But uh, I wanted to share at least a couple of the mistakes. Uh, at least I have seen, I'm, I'm sure you, Marie, you have seen it too, yeah. you know, the common mistakes uh, we see. And I'll try to see if I can give you quick uh, tips on this on how to prevent it Absolutely. from happening. But, you know, one is not filing the, the form when it's needed. In essence, uh, you know, when... The, you know, when it's needed, you just simply don't know because you have an independent contractor. Uh, sometimes uh, people get confused uh, because there's a corporation, so it's an individual, an individual right. acting on a DBA and so on. But, you know, it's, it's important to understand when is it that, that you're required to do it. Uh, not filing by the due date. Uh, people miss the dead deadlines and they forget or whatever. And so that's another mistake that ends up costing uh, some penalties uh, and, and uh, so uh, one of the tips are the best way to avoid uh, issues with the 1099s that I can tell is to start preparing. One, start early. Number two is, as I mentioned before, the W-9s, uh, you know, sign those early and then have a review. Uh, I would say, you know, definitely right before the year end to go through the, the contractors. Uh, you know, you mentioned QuickBooks. If you capture all of your vendors and the payments to those vendors should uh, be uh, accurate, 
in, uh, but then you know, having a, a complete review of that that will minimize the the, the amount of mistakes, uh, either monetary, you know, financial mistakes, or errors in the in names, tens, and so on. Completing the the, the wrong form, uh, you mentioned there's different type of 1099. You know, it could be a 1099 yeah. miscellaneous, INT, DIV. So completing uh, the wrong form at times also is another mistake we see. Uh, also the wrong box. Uh, especially with the MIC, uh, yeah. you know, there's amounts that you're supposed to report on box one, uh, three, and so on. So putting the right. information in the wrong box also causes uh, uh, problems. Uh, you mentioned that uh, the TIN, that tends to be another uh, issue, reporting the the, uh, the incorrect uh, TIN, uh, the tax identification number on the forms. Right. Uh, and right. again, that can be uh, prevented. Uh, through reviews. And now one tip I can provide is that the IRS, and unfortunately I don't have the website, but there's a way for you right before you're going to do the filings. And some of the, uh, some of the software uh, provide you a way to connect to the IRS website and validate the TIN. Validate. Mm. Yeah. And so you can use that. I don't know if QuickBooks has that, but I know some of yeah, the online services that, uh, and, and it, there's a fee for that, but listen, uh, it is less than being the penalty for the wrong tin. And especially right. if you have doubts, um, you know, especially a new vendor, you have not dealt with him or her uh, validating that, those tins. So uh, that, that could help you minimize uh, uh, mistakes uh, or paying penalties uh, later. Using the incorrect information to complete the form, like I mentioned, uh, you know, having double checking information, the addresses and so on. Filing the uh, paper uh, return, a, a paper form when you're supposed to file an electronic, because when whenever you have over two, I think it's two fifty. I can't remember the exact, but there's a cutoff. So, yes, it's, yeah, it's, yes. you have to file electronically. Electronically, so, yes. Yeah, so and, and sometimes people make the mistake. Uh, they have grow their growing business that they used to do paper, and they continue doing paper, but now you're required to do electronic. Uh, right. Not sending, we talk, talk about the 1096, not sending the 1096 when it's required. And sometimes it's when uh, you only have one, one 1099 and they don't send the 1096, so that you, know, you still need required to do it. Uh, and uh, what else I can tell you? The, I think with that, you know, I think it gives you an idea about typical mistakes that you can, uh, we at least we have seen and, and uh, hopefully with some of the tips are here will help you uh, minimize them. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. So those are definitely, uh, yeah, some of the things that came up. And one of the questions on this one was, yes, the TIN was incorrect. Uh, you know, there's only one um, that needs to be corrected, done through QuickBooks. So nothing was caught if there was anything wrong with it. Um, the uh, the uh, the contract that responded back saying, well, this is an old TIN, you know, never corrected it, never, you know, not notified the, 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 the person. Uh, so it's like, how do I correct it now? So what do I do now? Uh, you know, everything else, the whole batch is fine, except this one. <laughs> so what do I do to fix it? So, so what are some other ways that, you know, uh, entrepreneurs and you know, business owners can go ahead and, and submit a corrected form if something like this, these types of errors happen? That's a, that's a good one, because uh, what happens is when it comes to uh, errors, uh, for specifically with 1099s, uh, the, there's actually two type of errors that IRS uh, separates, and depending on which one, and it's important to know which type of error mm -hmm. and in which category, what we call type one and type two errors. Right. The type one is going to be the when there's an incorrect amount, 
uh, an incorrect code, uh, meaning, you know, in the wrong box. Uh, you know, the amount is correct, but you put it in the wrong box. Uh, the incorrect uh, pay name or address. Uh, uh, you, you, you file the form when you didn't have to file it, for example. So those, those are considered type one errors. And uh, this, uh, how to correct those situations is uh, you file uh, a corrected uh, 1099 and you check the box corrected. Uh, and you do need to send uh, that a, a transmittal form with that with that form that needs to be corrected. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you if you do it by paper, now if you do it electronically, you don't need to send a 1096. Got it. If you do it electronically, now the type two errors are going to be the one that you just mentioned, the tin, yeah, yeah. Uh, the wrong recipient information, uh, or the uh, the wrong uh, form in, in its entirety, you know what I mean, in, in, in INT instead of the DIV or something like that. And the t- type two errors, um, the way to, to do it is, in essence, you have to file two 1099s in that case, when it's a 10. Well, let's use the case of the 10. So in that case, there's already a, a form that was filed with the wrong uh, tax right. identification number. Right. So the way to right. correct it now, to be more specific, let's address that. So the way to correct that situation is you have to send two 1099s, one with the exact information that was uh, sent previously, but with zeros. And then you mark that corrected, meaning in essence, you're deleting that one. You know what I mean? So with the, the exactly how you filed it, but you're going to put zero in the box of the amount that you put in that form and mark corrected. Then you have to attach a new one where then you, you don't mark that correct. And so you're, you're issuing a new 1099 with the correct uh, information. Mm. So that is the, the, the way to fix that. Uh, and you will still need to send a 1096. Uh, the question that now you say, do you send the batch? Uh, no, you send the, the corrected or the, or Just if the it's corrected one, item. Yeah. yeah. Understood. But, but, but keep in mind that you, in that case, you have to send two. You know what I mean? So uh, you send two forms, one the corrected, one the, you're in essence issuing a new 1099. And it will be a late filing, unfortunately. Got it. Got it. Understood. So, so there you go. It is, it is, it gets, it does get complicated to kind of do these, uh, you know, uh, on your own. So if you need help, most definitely reach out to us to help you out. Um, and, uh, so in the case of, let's say if some people use QuickBooks versus let's say a different kind of electronic format, because QuickBooks doesn't do, you know, uh, correction filing, so and other electronic filers actually can you might be you would be able to go in and just say hey i just want to redo this in the corrected form and they kind of like you know automate a lot of those things for you um so what is the next best of best course of action in that case should they just go ahead and do a paper uh filing in that sense well in that case uh, like uh yeah you can do a paper uh filing and again if you're gonna do the paper filing you have to touch a 1096 uh, with right. a paper filing, right. but yeah, you, you can do uh, a paper filing. Uh, there's electronic uh, versions out there that will still, even though you did not do the original filing, you can do corrective forms. Uh, okay. If, if you want to do it electronically, especially if you have a couple of them, uh, you know, just to sit down and, and do it. Yeah, it's not. Yeah, if it's not too many, understood. 
So that's great. So I think we've answered the question that came in and uh, uh, to the specificity <laughs> that it came in for. Yeah. Uh, so that's that's awesome. So, okay. And then I know we've talked, you've mentioned a little bit about, you know, there could be late fees or penalties and the correction and all that stuff. And, and uh, um, you know, I believe we've talked about it in episode 18, guys. If you want to go back and check out episode 18, I think we talked about a little bit on the 1099 penalties, but we had focused more from the angle of what do third-party payment processors, uh, what their obligation is. And in that conversation, we talked about uh, penalties. So if you can, if you would like to know a little bit more about the penalties that could be, uh, you, you could be charged, uh, please go back to episode 18 and you'll get a little bit more information on that over there. So... Um, I know we kind of like, uh, it's still, we have a lot of time to discuss other subjects. Anything on your mind, anything happened this week that you'd like to cover the story today, Pedro? No, you know, in, in general, uh, you know, before we move to another topic in general with uh, the independent contractor, is it a hot topic with the IRS? So I do encourage, even if you don't have this type of situation uh, we just discussed, having a, a, a review of your um uh, employee contractor status. I mean, having somebody that can go through and, and properly categorize, uh, you know, in which bucket this person falls. To right. be extremely careful about that, because uh, again, that, that's an area that uh, can end up being, uh, can end up costing uh, the individual uh, or the company uh, a lot of money, you know, because then if, if you have an individual that you assume to be an independent contractor, I know that many times it's done to uh, minimize payroll taxes. So let me let me put Marie on the on the independent contractor. I issue her a 1099. But if mm -hmm. for some reason I get audited, Marie is an employee. So now right. they're gonna have to reclassify back to employee. They're gonna assess back taxes to, to the company, and there's some penalties and you name it. You know what I mean? So uh, it's better to before that happens as to have somebody that, that understand uh, the the differences, proper uh, proper classification. Uh, of these and there's court cases that and we have some experience on on you know even if you were to be challenged there's some you know uh, ways to either minimize the taxes or in some cases safe harbor uh, rules that we can use to uh, apply in your cases if you qualify you know what i mean uh, but we encourage as a minimum to have uh, independent contractor agreements that you do file, you know, maintain a pattern that if you treat them as independent contractor, you have filed the forms. And that's why it's so important to file, file on time, that so you can show a, a track record of my right. relationship with Marie. I have a, an independent contractor. We have paid, she has filed uh, uh, on her Schedule C or whatever, you know what I mean? So she has filed her return. I have I have done my, my part. And so you have created, a, in essence, an environment that this is an understanding between the two of us. And uh, I can demonstrate the, the, the relationship between the two of us as an independent contractor relationship. So I just wanted right. to mention that before we move into anything else. Other than that, uh, the IRS, uh, uh, you know, we, we do encourage, uh, you know, people also to look in general, uh, preparation for uh, potential you know, I don't want to, you know, scare people, but I know that the IRS is, is beefing up. You know, the, the COVID period put the IRS in essence on hold. Uh, collections, right, right, audit, 
and and we are seeing an increase uh, of audits uh, now. Yeah, I mean, and and unfortunately, they're not auditing 2020 or 2021. They're going as as far as back at 2018 and 19. Right. So uh, keep in mind that that if you suspect that you probably have some issues, it's better you to act upfront instead of waiting for the IRS to contact you. Once the IRS contacts you, you you're in essence you're under audit. I mean, you cannot now. Oopsie Daisy, let me correct it now that I got caught. You cannot make corrections at that point. And now you're subjected to the rules of uh, audits. And uh, whatever correction will be done under the audit, not, not by you filing uh, amended returns or 941s or something like that. So keep in mind uh, that we're seeing an increase on, on sales tax audits also from the Florida Department mm -hmm. of Revenue. So again, if you suspect uh, that there's uh, potential issues there, again, it's better to to you to be the one making the correction before you get contacted by these different agencies. Uh, again, yes. the COVID period put a lot of these agencies kind of on hold. There was some kind of grace period to allow companies to get back on track, but there, it was not a, a, a forgiveness of debt. You know what I mean? They did not, uh, they're course, not, they, <laughs> what they did is they kind of put a halt on collections and audits that are going back now to start in, uh, in, in action. So, uh, we're seeing a lot of correspondence uh, being issued to different clients. Some of them are mistakes, uh, meaning that the, the, the information being requested or assessed is incorrect. And so we simply need to address it. So don't panic. I think uh, that whenever you receive a letter from the IRS is to act. Do not do not right. uh, throw it on, a, on, a, <laughs> on the bin. Yeah, and as we have mentioned before too, Pedro, when they receive some kind of a letter from the IRS, you know, take action but when we say take action is not to pick up the phone and respond right away it's just right. you know pick up the phone and call us or, right. or your specific cpa or accountant to make sure that you have a representative a representative yeah. for you at the irs so that you know you know you know someone knowledgeable is guiding you to how to answer and how to prepare your documents for submission right. before you do anything so yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So those are, you know, a couple of things uh, to keep in mind, uh, you know, with the, the situation of uh, planning, uh, we, you know, right now being in essence, we have completed the mid-year uh, threshold. I think it's a good time now to look at your 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 year, you know, how's it going so far? And the yes. encourages everybody, you know, now's a good time to to go through your numbers. And uh, and do the necessary corrections, including and not limited to, but investing in yourself and your business. Uh, if you if you're falling behind, what corrections you need to make to beef up those numbers? Looking at cash flow, looking at uh, you know your, your sales techniques. Uh, you know we have to be armed. Uh, we cannot be passive. We cannot we cannot retreat. Uh, it, it now it's a great cutoff period to look at the situation. Now that we have in essence have six months of data of the 2022, you know what I mean? 2021 is gone. We can use it as a comparison. You can compare yourself the first half of the year versus last year and see the impact of the inflation that we are going through and so on. And then now see what changes you need to make. Right, absolutely. And then of course, you know, you guys, we, you know, we provide coaching services as well. So if you need assistance, you need help, you need guidance, you need encouragement, uh, you need financial guidance, yeah, you know, right. we are here for you, you know, just reach out, you know, let us know and we'll be very happy to help you. Uh, we'll be able to guide you and then, uh, you know, get you to the, on the right track. So, um, and uh, what else, Pedro? 
You know, while you were talking, actually something popped in my head, and I know it's okay. going to take us back a little bit, but, uh, you know, there's some payroll companies that would also process contractor payments, correct? And they would do also yeah. do the submission and the 1099 submission yeah. as well, correct? Yeah, the, the, the uh, payroll services, for the most part, um, they will do it. You know what I mean, now, I don't know if they will take now after you filed, let's say you went and did it yourself and then... I'm not sure if they will take uh, just a correction, but I know that most of the, the you know, the ADPs and the paychecks of uh, uh, right. you know, the, the bigger uh, companies. Yeah, they, they will they will do the, the filings in W-2s and 1099 filings uh, as part mm -hmm. of their services and uh, make uh, any necessary you know, corrections for you. Listen, uh, I think when it comes to this W-2s, especially if you have, um, you know, I believe that it's investing in yourself and your business, hiring the Absolutely. right professionals. You know what I mean? I know that, that listen, in the long run, it pays off. You know what I mean? Hire a, a, either your accountant to offer you the outsourcing of the payroll or get yourself an ADP or paychecks. They will do right. the, all of these filings. If it was a mistake by paychecks or ADP or whatever, other, the, right. the, it's on them. They, they'll have exactly. to correct. You know, I transmitted to you the right information. For some reason, something happened. Oops. And okay, so it, it's on that. But they, these people, that's what they do all day long is payroll. So let yeah. them deal with that. They'll do the tax filing, the withholding, then we should, you know, direct deposit. They will deal with the IRS on your behalf when it comes to payroll issues and so on. Uh, yeah. You know, why, why you know, uh, torment yourself with this situation, trying to save yourself? The, the fees that they charge, I'm, I'm telling you, is minimal compared to the potential. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So no reason to you for to torment yourself on that i have mentioned i think countless of times if you go up to episode one and you look all that i keep telling about bookkeeping <laughs> one of the errors that i love and i mentioned here is also errors of of amounts yeah i mean because you're yes. not capturing the right amounts and sometimes what happens is that the uh the other party may report another amount because the other party is saying Correct. oh uh uh, I only received uh, ten thousand, and you reported twelve thousand. Now there is a discrepancy, right? Right. Because somehow you counted wrong, whatever. You know what I mean, so if you're having a proper accounting system that's capturing the right payments, uh, it, it, you can minimize that. So having a good accounting system, it, it will pay off. I'm telling you, do not uh, overlook at this. I mean, again, I know there's some upfront cost. It's an investment. It's an investment in your business. It will reduce our penalties. If you become more efficient, you have more time to dedicate to your business, you know, for your growth, which is really what you need to be focusing on. Absolutely. It's not on the, on the payroll. It's not on the doing bookkeeping. Let the, let the accountant handle the bookkeeping and or your payroll. If not, if your accountant does not handle payroll, then get a third party payroll service provider. Absolutely. And yeah. invest that time in growth investing in coaching, investing in sales techniques. That is what's going to help you improve your cash flow. And don't worry about taxation. That's why we are here also to help you minimize yes. taxation. Yes, yes. And we've oh. talked about it before, right? Where yeah. where some entrepreneurs who are just started out, they're still, they're, they already start talking about tax savings, but their top yeah. line hasn't even started hitting anywhere close yeah. to even, you know, half a, half a mil. And right. they're worried about the, the tax savings, you know, just yeah. we should worry about, you know, growing sales and, and growing wealth yeah. uh, before you worry about that. Let the professionals handle what they do yeah, yeah, yeah. on growing, growing your, you know, sales. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, worry, you know. yeah, like you said, worrying about taxation when, when, you know, when you have not, 
you know, worry about generating cash flow first. Yes. The taxation, we, we can we can figure ways, uh, tech, you know, legal systems uh, that to help you minimize the taxes. Yeah, absolutely. So, guys, you know, you know, having a business is is an investment in yourself and in your in your future self. So, you know, uh, we we talk about DIYing is is a way to hold you back. And so, you know, leave the professional work to the professional, and you do what you're really good at in your business. So, go get your clients. Get your sales going up and get your cash flow coming in. So that's what you have to do to keep your business going, uh, especially during hard times. Uh, and with that, um, so we are at the 30 minute plus mark. So, uh, so <laughs> uh, we want to be cognizant of our uh, business owners time. And uh, so with that, you know, as always, I want to leave you guys with a quote from motivational speaker Jim Ron. You are the average of the five people you spend the most time with. I hope we are two of the people, uh, you, two of the five people you are spending your time with to learn and grow your business. So with that, um, you know, until next episode, have a wonderful and blessed rest of your week. See you next week. Okay, take care.